Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. The S&P 500 is a market-cap-weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies in leading industries of the U.S. economy. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Hunter and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. Next does not provide tax or legal advice. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Wealth Accelerator Podcast. Hunter Lowry here. I'm a financial advisor in Northern California, and my goal is to help you to create a family legacy, not just short-term wealth. Well, I got to take a really fun trip this past weekend. You know, I'm a little bit spoiled with my job. <laughs> I get to travel to some really cool places uh, wherever I get new clients. So I felt pretty fortunate to be able to set up a new 401k plan for a company that was located in Ferndale, California, which is one of my favorite places in the whole world. If you don't live in Northern California, chances are you've never heard of it. It's a very small, very beautiful town, just a few hours south of the Oregon border, right uh, right near the coast. And the reason that I love it so much is my family, way back, generations ago, they homesteaded a ranch there just outside of the town. And I'm talking horse and carriage made it to this plot of land and just set up their home there. And the ranch has so many family heirlooms. There's houses uh, there that my great, great uncle built. There's a schoolhouse there that my grandpa went to school in that's still standing. Plus, it's right in the middle of the forest, right by the ocean. It's just absolutely gorgeous. And basically, when you go out there, it feels like you jumped into a time machine and traveled back 100 years. Nobody's out there. Some of the houses out there don't even have electricity. There's no cell phone service. It's just absolutely awesome. And when I was younger, my family used to pack up and drive out there from Arizona in the summers. We usually spent somewhere between, I don't know, two weeks and a month out at the ranch and just had so much fun. We would basically fish, shoot clay pigeons, ride dirt bikes all throughout the mountains. But I hadn't been out there. It's probably been, man, six or so years. I mean, you know how just life gets busy. You don't prioritize something. It just isn't going to happen. So when I scheduled the meeting to head out that way and get the 401k finished up, I was super happy about going up there. And I also talked to my dad. He was really excited about going too. So uh, he hadn't been up there in forever either. So he decided to join me. And the two of us, we drove up there a day early. We went all the way out to the ranch and just hung out for a day. To, that way we could check on everything. And another reason I was so excited was that for ever. My dad had always told me that there are steelhead that run through this river during this time of year and that these fish can get really big and they're super fun to catch. And I fished the river out there so many times when I was younger, but it was always in July when we would go out there. So there were a ton of small brook trout in there, but I never caught anything bigger than, I mean, seriously, the size of my hand. So this was the first time I was going to be out there when supposedly these bigger fish come into the river. And that day we were out there, we drove all over, checking out on the different cabins and just enjoying the beauty of that country. And after we finished up driving around, we had a few hours left of daylight. So my dad dropped me off at the river. I hooked up my fly rod and just started walking the river. Basically one of my favorite things to do in the whole world, just have my fly rod with me and an endless river to walk. It's so much fun. 
And I just started fishing and right away I caught a few brook trout. I mean, twice the size of my pointer finger, basically like stuff that I always catch. And I was excited. It's just fun to catch anything. Plus they actually came up and hit my dry fly. So it was fun watching them rise up and hit it. And I'm just thinking, yeah, you know, I'll probably catch 15 or 20 of these little guys like I do every time I'm out here and just have a really fun afternoon before I walk back to the cabin. I'm fishing and fishing and um, I'm at a pretty small hole in the river. I threw my fly in there a couple times and on about the fourth cast, I saw my dry fly go under. So I figured I had a bite and I went to set the hook. Well, oh crap. I was snagged. The line was tight. I was stuck on a rock trying to pull my fly out of there. Then all of a sudden my fly rod bounces a couple times in my hand. And I'm thinking, what in the heck? That's so weird. Why'd that happen? Then all of a sudden it bounces a couple more times. And now my heart was absolutely racing. <laughs> this was not one of the little fish that I'm used to catching. And I didn't know what the heck I had on the other end. And if you do any fly fishing, I had my dry fly on top, but then about four pound test tippet that went down to my nymph about two feet below my dry fly, uh, which is what the fish had hit. So now I'm freaking out. I'm in the middle of the woods all by myself, just yelling to myself, holy cow, holy cow, what the heck? <laughs> oh, I was freaking out. And I was being so careful because I didn't want the line to break. It was such delicate line for that size of a fish. I really had to take my time. And after about five to six minutes of just freaking out and fighting the fish, the fish finally started getting tired and rolled its body and tail out of the water. And this was the first time that I, that I saw the fish. And now I'm extra freaking out because I saw how dang big it was. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking, this fish is way too big for this line that I have on here. It's going to break and nobody is ever going to believe me that I actually hooked this thing. You know, yeah, sure, Hunter, you, you definitely hooked the biggest fish you ever caught on a fly rod and just happened to lose him. Yeah, I'm sure you did. I'm sure that happened when <laughs> you just happened to be all by yourself in the middle of nowhere. Nobody saw it. It's like the golfer that makes a hole in one when nobody's around. It just basically doesn't even count. <laughs> so I was worried I was going to lose it and not be able to have anybody believe me. So <laughs> I'm about 10 minutes into fighting the fish and I got it over to a spot close enough to me that I could now see the entire fish in the water. It was probably about five feet away from me in a deep part of the hole. I'm standing in water that was only about up to my ankles and five feet away from me, the fish is swimming in a uh, quicker current in a hole that was probably eight feet deep or so. And at this point, I'm starting to think, Maybe I just need to go all in and just dive on this thing and try to grab it because I don't know if I'm going to get another shot and I don't know if it's just going to break off. I may never land this thing. And I didn't have a net with me, so I couldn't just scoop it up out of the water. Thankfully, I decided against that, stuck to my guns, and I just kept trying to get the fish downstream out of that hole. And I knew if I could get it into shallow water, I could probably beach it and be able to pick it up. Finally, after about 15 or 20 minutes, the fish got tired, started swimming downstream where I was leading it, and I let it into a shallow section where I could finally land it. And it was such a sigh of relief. I could not believe that I landed that thing. And I know this sounds like such a wise tale, you know, oh yeah, I caught a monster. It was 30 feet and weighed 40 pounds. <laughs> Fishermen are the worst. I mean, they always exaggerate on their fish sizes. So I promise I'm trying to give you my best real number here. It was seriously about two to two and a half feet long and probably six to seven pounds. It was an absolute toad for this small river that I was in. The trip, it just went great. Getting to catch an awesome fish, reminisce at the ranch, and then get the 401k up and running. It was an awesome weekend.
Okay, so thanks for enduring my fishing story. <laughs> what the heck does this have to do with you? Well, I think it's a really good metaphor for not letting your emotions overtake your actions. Because seriously, that's what was happening to me. My emotions were all over the place to the point where I was really close to just abandoning ship, just trying to grab the fish out of the water before I, it was actually ready because I never, ever thought I was going to get him out of that hole. And thank gosh I didn't. If I would have done that, I probably would have got slack in the line. It would have broke. Who knows? I definitely would not have landed him if I tried to just grab him out of the deeper part of the hole. And you know, sometimes I talk with my clients and they really want to take an emotional approach with the way that they're investing. And the conversation has come up man, Hunter, I could just tell the market was going to fall lately. I could feel it in my gut. I just knew that it was going to happen. I should just trust my feelings. I should have gotten into cash before this year and I would have been all set. I would not have lost anything. And actually I was having this conversation just a couple weeks ago and I told this person I was talking to, okay, yeah, sure. You know, you would have won this one time, but when would you put the money back in? How do you know how to time that part? And not even talking about the numerous other times that if you just followed your emotional instincts, you would have lost that story. But they said, well, I'm not sure. I don't know when I would put it back in, but I still just feel like the market's going to go lower and I it just nothing seems to be going right. So I definitely wouldn't do it for quite a while, but I don't know when. After we talked about it for a little bit, we agreed on staying invested <laughs> and holding a little bit more cash than normal, which I've been telling you I've been doing for all my clients, but nothing crazy and definitely not getting all the way out of the market. Now, one week goes by after that conversation, not five months, not a year, seriously one week. And then look what happened to the market last week. The S&P was up close to 7%, Dow was up almost 5%, and NASDAQ up almost 10%. Now the story turns, right? All of a sudden people say, holy cow, why was I in so much cash? The market was down so far, duh, it's gonna come back up. Why didn't I get more aggressive then? This person didn't actually say this, but I hear this far too often. You just can't play that game, guys. That's how you really get hurt. If you sold everything two to three weeks ago in fear that the market was going to continue to fall, never bought back in and missed out on last week's gains, then you're still at the starting line while other investors are already about to finish their first lap of the race. You abandon your plan and tried to jump on the fish before it was time knowing you shouldn't have and you ended up losing it and never got the cool picture. <laughs> it's all about the picture. That is why it's so important to have an advisor in your corner so that you don't fall for the gambling match of timing the market and you do stick to your guns because that's how you're going to be successful over time, not being overrun by your emotions and trying to time these short-term events. Well, I hope you enjoyed my fishing story. <laughs> I've been telling it a lot of times. All my friends and everybody has heard that story uh, very frequently lately as I'm still excited about it, obviously. <laughs> but if you guys want help with your financial game plan, talk about your investments and make sure that you're set up correctly to reach your financial goals, you can go to my website and set up a one-on-one -on -one personal strategy session with myself. Go to hunterlowry.com. You'll see the link right there. All right, guys. Thanks so much. It's a great day to have a great day. Take care, everybody.